Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're talking to Michael, who is a co-founder and CEO of SafeSide. This is an insurtech based in Switzerland, and we're going to talk about how he and his co-founders are planning to shake up the insurance world, how you can get the life insurance more efficiently or effectively as well, whether that's uh, through their service or how is it done today, which is through brokers or comparison sites or directly and uh, why this should be changed. So welcome, Michael. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you very much for the invitation. Great. Thank you for joining. I'll start from the very beginning. Can you introduce yourself and especially tell us how and why have you decided to start your own company? Why you are not working for a big insurer, for example? Yeah, so uh, my background is actually as a financial analyst. I've been looking at uh, insurance companies that are quoted on the stock market for close to 20 years at various banks um, in London and in Switzerland. And then some years back, I had uh, the issue that I wanted to buy life insurance uh, to protect my wife. We were expecting a kid and also had a mortgage. And as a financial analyst uh, specialized in insurance, I thought that should be very easy because uh, I'm kind of the expert um, on this. And I knew that people have a higher life expectancy in Switzerland than in London because at the time I was moving back and forth Switzerland and uh, the UK. Um, so I wanted to get uh, coverage here in Switzerland. Unfortunately, um, it was very difficult. I almost had to force companies to make me an offer um, they were all insisting on sending around an agent, telling me why well, we can't do this over the phone. It's something where you have to sit down and look at all the information. And even on my insistence, uh, telling them, well, actually, I know what I want. So please just give me an offer. They would still insist that someone should be coming around. In the end, I got two offers, but still out of curiosity, I looked in London and uh, it was really, really easy. They got quite a few quotes. And what was the real shocker was that uh, the quote I got in London was 50% of the cheapest quote in Switzerland. So that kind of stayed in the back of my mind. Uh, I knew, okay, there, there seems to be a problem. I tried to find out a little bit more about the situation, why that is in Switzerland. But at the time, there were hardly any information around um, then uh, time passed and we were talking about uh, insurance, about financial innovation, the fact that everyone nowadays uses their mobile phones, even for stuff like banking uh, uh, or financial affairs. And uh, my colleague, uh, one of my colleagues uh, was an IT professional and says, well, actually, it's, it's really easy to, to, to start stuff um, and do it online. So we decided to apply to an accelerating Switzerland, uh, the F10, and uh, decided uh, to, to follow this up, the problem, because we thought actually there can be very simple solutions and probably we are not the only people who have had this problem in Switzerland. 
All right. So your company is called SafeSide. So how does it work? And, uh, you know, just explain us the basics. Uh, how are you so- sorting out the problem that you've outlined that basically we're shopping around for life insurance and uh, there were very few offers, surprisingly, on, on the Swiss market and uh, they were expensive. So how can you find the best deal in this particular service or for this particular service? Yeah, that's a very good question. So the, the paradigm in Switzerland is that life insurance is a product that's being sold. It doesn't get bought. And that's actually the first thing that we are changing, that we show that life insurance or pure life insurance is actually a really simple product. And basically what it does, it pays out a predetermined sum um, in case of you dying to the people you decide that are needed. So the only two things you as a customer need to decide is, how much money should be paid out if you die? Uh, that's the second thing in a specified period of time. So um, actually, I would say it's the easiest of all insurance products out there. And it's quite surprising that it's made so difficult to buy it online. Um, and what the platform or what SafeSet does uh, in the first place, it's a platform where anyone can inform themselves, what is life insurance? Do I need it? And if they need it, to get coverage fully digital, fully online within three minutes. Great. So you should be able to educate yourself on whether you need life insurance and where to get it, right? So what is your unique advantage? I mean, I didn't look for it recently, but can I look for life insurance on Comparis website like anything else or even on Google? Will that lead me somewhere or do I need to go through SafeSide, which is a specialized, specialized uh, service for this? Yeah, so you can look on uh, comparison sites or on uh, search sites like Google and so on. But what you what it will be, it will be difficult for you to find a service where you don't have to speak to a broker or to an insurance agent. Even on Comparis, they actually point you towards an insurance broker. And the issue ultimately is, it's very simple, that if an insurance agent or an insurance broker has a client interested in life insurance, it's very difficult for him to just sell him pure life insurance, term life insurance, the product that we are selling. Um, He's far more incentivized to use that opportunity of having someone interested in life insurance and sell them an endowment policy or a mixed life insurance policy. And mixed life insurance policy, frankly, in today's world, is a very, very bad thing to to buy uh, for clients because you commit for a very long period of time. There are very large amounts of costs involved and very limited flexibility. Can you explain it a little bit? Uh, What's the difference between the pure and the and this one. Yeah, so pure life insurance, as the name suggests, is just about the pure risks that life brings. Um, that can be basically you suddenly dying or also you be becoming disabled. The product we are offering pays out that if you buy if you die in a specified time period, a specified term, then it pays out a specified sum of money. So two things that you have to decide as a client, for how long do I need the insurance? And if I die within that period of time, how much should be paid out? Um, if I survive this term, then of course, it's it's like any insurance, you have paid for it. Um, and, and that's it. So there's no money back. Um, against that, what the bulk of insurance products that uh, insurance companies are selling, they're called mixed life insurance or endowment policies. And it's mixed because it's got the component of the risk of you suddenly dying or being disabled combined with a savings product. Right. And in a normal world where they give you a guarantee of 4 or 5% um, 
savings rates are guaranteed, that can be interesting. But in today's world, uh, where interest rates are where they are, the, the best that they can offer you is a zero um, percent guarantee. It's a very bad idea for clients to buy this. You have only got costs, you've got no flexibility, um, and impossible to get out uh, if you suddenly need your money because your life has changed. But it's also for a fixed term, right? So that term expires, these are my savings, so I can take it out or not? You're right. So in essence, what you do is you pay a fixed amount on a, on a monthly or on a, on a periodic basis. Part of that money that you pay is getting invested, and part of it is being used up for costs, administration, distribution, yeah. and also for the insurance product, um, the actual risk coverage that you get. Right. Whereas the pure, I'm paying probably less. But uh, if I survive the term, I get nothing, as you said. Pure life insurance, it's almost like you, you just get a, I, I don't know, you, you get a bodyguard. Um, you have got him on your side. Uh, if nothing happens, uh, you're very happy because uh, this means that you're in no danger. But if something happens, then he will be there to protect you. If after 10, 10 years or something like this, you decide you don't need him anymore, well, you have paid him and that money is gone, of course. You're not going to get any money back because he has provided you a service even if he doesn't have to work very hard right. because you're in no danger, right? It's the same with the car insurance as well. You pay even if you don't have any accidents. Right, but in some markets, there are actually products and companies who focus on what you would call the mixed product, I guess, because uh, they realize that there are a lot of the insurance or life insurance policies where people were contributing. Then they may be moved to a different employer, right? Uh, sometimes the employer was contributing things like this and uh, they forget about it. So frankly, there is some saved up amounts in those policies which are being abandoned effectively, right? And uh, people just uh, leave it like this. So it gets even worse. <laughs> you know, as you said, don't go and do this because the return on this is bad. Some people actually do it and don't even know the difference between the mixed one and the pure one. And they leave the money to the insurers to spend on maybe new headquarters, as we know, right? For, for example, yeah, you're, you're spot on. I mean, the, the real issues with this mixed policy is uh, manifold. Firstly, one third of people buying these mixed policies or, or whom these mixed policies are being sold to, because you actually tend not to buy them yourself, um, they don't keep them until maturity. And if you right. give up these policies before maturity, you lose a lot of money that's invested. It's like a penalty that you're getting charged. So for one third of the people buying it, it has been a very bad decision buying this product because they, they, they lose money because of that penalty. This doesn't mean that the remaining two thirds for them, it was a good product because they might just say, well, actually, I'm keeping the product because otherwise I'm going to lose too much money. But even by keeping it, they're still losing money because they've had to pay for a large amount of distribution costs. Um, to give you such some house numbers, let's say um, an insurance agent sells you a pure life insurance. Maybe he gets a commission of 200 Swiss francs. If he sells you instead a mixed life insurance product, uh, I'll just say some house numbers now, he, he might get 2,000 or 3,000 Swiss francs. And this is the real issue. So once he has the client in front of him, he's very strongly incentivized to sell him a mixed life insurance policy even if it's not in the best interest of the client, because it's in his best interest. Right. So turning over to you again. So you said, well, you know, you're focusing on the pure life insurance, right? You're helping people to find out whether they need one, which one they need, etc. But how do you make money? So at the moment, uh, you're getting a commission. <laughs> um, 
But our target model, um, so our what we want to have is about three, four insurance companies on our platform. And also what we would like to have is like a subscription model. So people sign up to our platform, they get the insurance cover that they required, but the subscription is not dependent on the premium amounts that they pay. And in this way, we can really show that we are providing a service and we're getting paid for the service. We're not getting paid for the amount of insurance that a client actually writes, uh, um, commits to. Right. But uh, even if you are paid on a commission basis nowadays, uh, people go to the website and they make their own decisions, right? So it's not like they having a, a chat or a coffee with, uh, you know, with the broker as an alternative. Uh, who tells them to go this way or that way. And obviously, uh, th that may be influenced by the commission incentives in the background, right? Exactly. So even today, though we get a commission, we are not, incent uh, we, well, we are not influencing the, our customers to get higher, um, higher insurance amount or for longer periods just so that we get higher commissions. All right. But uh, let's also look forward, as you mentioned, the, the, the subscription. So if I'm going to pay subscription to you, then I can choose different policies and things like this. But uh, I'm not going to choose a life insurance every month, right? I'm going to do it once in a few years. So why would I pay you the subscription month on month, right? So the reason is it's just a, a different model in terms of the commission and uh, the subscription would just mean that um, you you get all the benefits that we are offering you in terms of having provided the initial um, the initial access to the platform, the choice in terms of the different insurance companies. But here it becomes interesting as well. Maybe your life changes in the future. Suddenly you might have a child or a mortgage because uh, you're buying a house uh, and then you want to actually um, change your life insurance as well. And we would be there for you to help you do that. Or maybe there's a claim and we'll be there for, for your beneficiaries to fight for you so that they get, um, they, that, they get the, the money that the, they are owed by the insurance company. So one simple thing, for example, that we are offering is if suddenly um, you were stopping to pay your life insurance, we will make an investigation whether something might have happened to you and whether your beneficiary should be informed that there is actually a life insurance um, that you have got. That we don't know how many life insurances have resulted in a claim that has been left unclaimed because insurance companies don't have an incentive of running around and finding out who is the beneficiary or whether there has been a claim. A claim has to be, has to be reported, of course. Right, right. And uh, well, let me grill you a little bit uh, on the size of the market as well, right? So if you get there with the subscription, will you only be offering the life insurance or also other insurance products on the platform? So it's a bit more uh, efficient for you. Yeah, so we, we are discussing this with our, um, so we want to do what our clients want. So we are discussing this with our clients where we want to, where we should focus our future development. Um, so one feedback from our clients that we really like is, oh, it's so easy how you make uh, life insurance simple and uh, getting coverage. Please, can you do it for other insurance products as well? Um, so it's something that we are considering. But on the same time, we actually want to remain very focused on life and all things that um, life encompasses. And the thinking behind is a person buying life insurance, they want to make sure if something happens to me, my loved ones are fine. And with life insurance, they make sure that the loved ones are fine from a financial perspective. But most likely, we think that when they buy life insurance, what they're looking for is actually far, far more 
um, than just financial protection. So that's one way we could be um, developing as well. All right. So you mentioned the clients. So who are your target clients? I mean, in terms of uh, demographics or geography or, you know, uh, the type of clients that you're targeting? Yeah, I guess here, here we need to differentiate in terms of um, us being a startup, who are the early developers, uh, early adopters, um, who are who is the general market, and also who whom we actually want to target um, in, a, in a future sort of target model. Um, so at the moment, what's interesting is 80% of our customers are male, which I'm, I'm surprised that I thought uh, Switzerland might be more modern, but maybe it's also because uh, these people are more digitally interested, want to try out new things, um, or maybe there's some, some other models um, in play. Also, what's interesting at the moment, the, our customers tend to be somewhat older than we would be initially would have expected, more in the range of 35, 40 to 50, 55. Um, but generally speaking, anyone who has got people that are financially dependent on them is a potential customer. So that includes, of course, uh, parents, um, people in partnerships, people, uh, couples that have debt uh, that they want to be paid off um, so the, the partner doesn't have to sit on those debts, um, but also, for example, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs towards their families, um, because all the provisioning, I guess, all the, the work has gone into the company. If suddenly ha something happens to them, um, what kind of uh, money do, does the family uh, get out of it? Or also entrepreneurs in terms of the other entrepreneurship partners that they might have in the company. Um, so it can be quite wide-ranging in terms of the customers that, that we, we potentially could have. Um, our customers are not students, are not people who don't have anyone financially dependent on, the, on them. So if you go to our website and calculate how much, whether you need life insurance and how much it should be, if you're a student, we tell you exactly where most likely you don't need life insurance. And that's very different, again, to an agent or a broker. We have heard quite a lot of um, stories of uh, people who have bought life insurance uh, during their studies because they've been approached by, by some brokers that are very, very good and tell them, oh, you're young, it's really cheap. Um, clever people do this when, when you're really young. Um, and it really doesn't make sense. It's almost like getting car insurance if you don't have a car. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to get one. <laughs> I, I won't tell you which one I meant, right? So obviously you're based in Zurich, uh, but what, are, what is your ambition in terms of uh, geography as well? Yeah, now if we're brutally honest with ourselves, um, the Swiss market is a niche market, uh, like we saw so many products. So we are starting in Switzerland for several reasons. Firstly, because uh, we have had the opportunity to get a partnership with Balois. Um, also because we are Swiss-based ourselves uh, to get first learnings. But we see a lot of potential in Eastern Europe where we think the development of uh, life insurance and all the, the overall development of uh, middle classes make this product very, very interesting in these markets. You mentioned the F10 as well, right? So where are you on your journey in terms of, uh, call it a product development or the features? You kind of mentioned the business model for now, what you want to do uh, going forward, but in terms of the products and also in terms of uh, numbers, if you can share, uh, where are you maybe in percentages of uh, what, where you want to be, where you want to be, when you can just say, well, we've made it. Yeah, no, so I guess it's always, we can always do better. <laughs> um, but so where we are in our journey, one thing that's important to highlight is uh, life insurance is a regulated business. 
And we are not an insurance company. So legally speaking, we are more like um, a, a broker um, and vermittler, um, as, they, as they call it in German. And getting the product uh, up and running with our insurance partner took quite a long time. So we started in 2018. We graduated from F10, the Incubate Accelerator here in Switzerland in 2018 as well, but then it took until March 2020, uh, sorry, May 2020, for the first product to be launched. And that's because we are dependent on insurance companies. Of course, if uh, as a startup you're working with large corporations, um, there's a disconnect in terms of speed that you want to run and that your partner um, can run with you. Um, what's good is now we have, um, we have uh, a good traction. So we're seeing a uh, increases in terms of clients month over month. Um, so now we can start uh, our kind of phase two development where we want to expand the product offering, not just from one insurance companies, but more insurance companies and also where we can start uh, looking to expand into new markets. You, you mentioned in terms of where we are from a from, from numbers perspective. So we are, I would say we, are, we have client number that shows us that there is a problem. Um, people want to buy this product themselves and not having to go via agents or uh, brokers. And now the question more in Switzerland is how large of a problem is this? Um, so now we are looking to accelerate our marketing. Um, we are looking here to increase our resources on the marketing front. And also now we are in the starting phases of looking for funding um, to accelerate um, our product development, our marketing, or the growth trajectory, um, and also our expansion into new markets. All right. I mean, obviously, it's a very difficult environment to navigate for anybody established business or startup these days, right? So you mentioned the uh, the marketing campaign, the, the fundraising. So is that what you're planning for this year or, or later on or uh, what's what's in store for you this year? Yeah, I guess if, if you ask me about our priorities, of course, priority number one is uh, getting more customers. Uh, priority number two is getting more customers. <laughs> uh, priority three is getting more customers. <laughs> now, joking aside, is it's all about how do we get to more customers. So one thing is we want to add more insurance companies to the platform. So any insurance company listening, um, if you're interested to getting onto our platform, please um, please reach out. Um, we're also speaking to partners, uh, partners in terms of growth, uh, for example, financial advisors or some other some some other partners where there might make sense to have a B two B two C relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, also, um, we have started now speaking to investors for potential investment. All right. So hopefully this all works out. So I'll change the tech a little bit. Because because uh, we started to host a, an event on Clubhouse. Nowadays, you know, if you're not on Clubhouse and you're on audio, then I don't know what you're doing, right? <laughs> and uh, But what I wanted to do there is to have a book tips club. And uh, I ask the guests very often about what's their favorite business book. It doesn't have to be about insurance. It can be or insurtech. And it doesn't have to be about fintech either, but the business book. I mean, if you can recommend and then next time we... We have a session on Clubhouse or elsewhere. We we can mention that as well. Oh yeah, interesting. I, I I would say it's a business book. The book I'm I'm proposing in in this case it's a book called Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Oh yes, um, of course. Yes, it's on my shelf on my to do list since last year. <laughs> 
I, I can only recommend it. Yeah, and in particular for our business, life insurance, something that people always that they know that it's important. They want to do it, but they always say, "I'm going to do it tomorrow." And uh, but we have got a, a, a quite impressive um, testimonial video on our website of a, of a lady that, who lost her husband uh, six years ago, and uh, she talks about her experience of not having life insurance. And what kind of problems uh, that meant for her. And what's also interesting is how, as a result, pretty much all her neighbors who have families um, actually got life insurance um, in, in the aftermath. Um, but I, I find this book, Persuasion, really interesting because a very large part of getting people to do life insurance is about nudging. It's about uh, playing with, uh, not playing, but getting into the emotional part because ultimately I think life insurance, getting life insurance is a highly emotional thing. What is the motivation to actually get life insurance yourself for your loved ones? It's the ultimate in terms of altruism And uh, we have actually had people who told us, well, why should I get life insurance? If I die, what do I have with it? Yeah? And she said, well, your, your wife and your kids might, uh, might like the money. They can do something with it and say, yeah, but I don't have anything with it. Uh, so clearly that's, that goes against the altruism. But I think altruism goes really deep in terms of who we are and how we are defined and why we actually have kids. And we go through all of these things as, as parents. And here, therefore, it makes sense to think about life insurance as well. And that's why I, I find these, um, these techniques um, and thinkings about how we, how we work as, as human beings and how we function um, really interesting. And I find it's, it, there's so many applications that could be relevant for life insurance as well. Well, great. So if uh, the people would like to find out more, what's the best way to reach out and uh, get in touch with you? I mean, they can always go to our website, www.safesite.life, um, or come to our offices in Zurich. We're next to Helvetia Platz. At the moment, of course, a little bit difficult, but once we are, once things are a little bit more relaxed again, uh, very welcome to have a coffee with us, um, uh, to meet the office, to meet uh, the, the, the people. And otherwise, we are also on LinkedIn, uh, on Facebook, and so on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Michael, and good luck to SafeSite. Thank you very much for the time and the opportunity to speak. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceoffintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.